Hey, you're listening to the Timmy Riggs Podcast, Life in the Meantime. Man, I uh, just got back from an awesome vacation with my wife. We booked it uh, about 400 days ago, and so we counted down for a long time. We were really excited, and we loved it. And uh, one of the things that struck me as we were there, we were in the island of Jamaica, lots of beautiful stuff going on, is that the amount of conversations we had with people that would notice things that were wrong with the resort was astounding. I was shocked at how many people complained about certain things that were happening um, at the resort and comparing it to maybe other resorts. And they would just kind of go on and on about it. And we were literally in a conversation with people at one point where I said like, yeah, but your whole trip isn't miserable, right? And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Like our trip's amazing. It's it's uh, really enjoyable and, and we're having a lot of fun. And it just made me realize, I was also reading a book while I was there that reminded me that, man, what you look for, you find. Like it's just that simple, right? Uh, what you look for in life, you are going to find. I have been thinking about it for months now. And I had done some research on what are the main things people are looking for in life. And there's a there's like an article out there, I think it was Forbes maybe, that was the top eight things that people are looking for. And um, the first one, the first and second one are always interchangeable depending on the people that they have in it. And it's either going to be money or happiness. The rest of them, the other six are also emotional states like... Um, confidence and peace and love and all those types of things, right? So you could argue that even the pursuit of money, the thing that people are looking for, often that is number one, is also an emotional state. It's the idea of everything it can bring for you, including a lot of those other emotional states that are on the list, right? And so really, when you think about it, the number one thing that people want is happiness. That's the number one thing people are looking most for in life, and that is happiness. Now, I've been a pastor for the last seven years. I've grown up in the church for my entire life. I went to a private Christian school, and often the conversation around happiness makes people kind of tiptoe, because a lot of times if we hear pastors preaching a lot about how God wants you to be happy and that your life's goal is to be happy, we immediately put them in the category of prosperity gospel, right? When we hear people say, man, God is just wants you to be happy. A lot of times I have heard preachers say, that's not the goal. God doesn't want you to be happy. He wants you to be holy. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, yeah, like uh, you're right. But what do you think comes out of holiness? My argument would be happiness. So let's break it down a little bit, all right? So if you follow Jesus, there's something that's really important is that oftentimes we overcomplicate things. So I want to make it as simple as possible. There's a lot of theology to break down when it comes to who Jesus is, but let's just look at the practical things. In Scripture, we see that Jesus came preaching about the kingdom of God that God's kingdom was breaking in and that it was going to be changing things, okay? Then we see Jesus' entire ministry, his life, his death, his resurrection. That, those are all really important things. And then we see so many letters from different apostles and um, disciples that are kind of guiding the church, guiding the, this group of people who have decided to follow Jesus' teachings and his life, okay, and accept his divinity. 
So we get to this guy named Paul who writes to give us the answer of, okay, well, when Jesus talks about the kingdom of God, what does that mean? What does that look like for us? And so Paul breaks it down and he says, look, the kingdom of God, it's not about eating or drinking. Those He's saying it's not about your rituals and it's not about your effort because that was really important to the Jewish people at the time. He's saying it's actually about righteousness, peace, and joy. Okay, so let's break those things down. If Paul's telling us this is what the kingdom of God is, is, and this is what Jesus was teaching, what does that look like? So righteousness, very simply put, is rightness with God. Also, the outcome is going to be rightness in your soul. That feeling where you're like, man, I got all cylinders are clicking, like everything feels right on the inside, even if everything isn't. Uh, we are given that. That's a gift, okay? And that's what God's kingdom is all about. A lot of times you'll hear preaching and you'll hear teaching about certain things you have to do to live into that righteousness, and that's wrong. There's nothing you have to do to live into it. The most important thing you have to do is to live from it, right? So other scripture tells us that we are made righteous through faith of what Jesus Christ has done for us. So that's it. It's completely given to us. So now, as a gift, we are right with God and we're right in our soul. Now, of course, from that state, from that position, we will begin to live out righteous actions, righteous behavior. What does that look like? I mean, we can go as simple as look at the fruit of the Spirit. You're going to be um, loving, kind, gentle, self-controlled, um, someone who has compassion. And, and so you're just going to live out that stuff. You're not going to be trying to become that stuff. But our biggest goal and our biggest obstacle is just believing who Jesus is and what he's done for us. We then, from that, are made right with God. Now, there's a whole lot of... Uh, more conversation around, well, what has Jesus done? And we'll get into that in another uh, segment or whatever. But basically, it's realizing that, man, Jesus came and, and he went all the way to death, but he came out the other side so we could come with him. So for the rest of our lives, literally until the end of the age, even when we die and then we keep going, right, in eternity, we get to be in right relationship with God. So that's the first gift of the kingdom of God, and it's given to us. Out of that gift, out of the gift of righteousness, we then get two more emotional states. Because that's what you are. You are a bag of emotions, right? And so the first one out of righteousness is peace. So when I'm in right state with God and I'm right in my soul, an outcome is that, man, I have peace. And we see in scripture that peace that surpasses all understanding is what we're giving. So it's a peace that literally you are just able to live from without really understanding why. When everything seems like on the outside that you should be panicked, that you should be complaining about gas prices and inflation and that the worst thing is happening... Well, man, we, we are in a position and we are in a state that has given us a peace for our soul, that the inside of us can feel right. And so the third one is joy. And so out of our right state with God, we get peace and we get joy. So those three emotional states are, are the fundamental basics of what it means to follow Jesus and live life with Jesus. Now, you might be saying, 
Well, yeah, but what about all the times where life is hard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus told us that in this life, you will have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world, right? So we get to live out of righteousness, peace, and joy in all scenarios. So let me give you an example of what this looks like, because we deal with death in real life. And there, my dentist, he was a part of our church. He was an incredible human being taken way too early from us in his 60s. And um, we were at the funeral. And for me, it was such a picture of what it looks like to see God's kingdom breaking in in a time of mourning, in a time of grief, in a time of sadness. Because though we hated the fact that he had passed and he was no longer with us, we had a peace that surpassed all understanding because we believed that this wasn't the end. And we got to hear stories about his life and we got to hear jokes about his life and and see some of the uh, insights into who he was from family members and friends that really helped you realize like, man, I want to level up my life. I want to live like Dr. Andy McKamey lived. And so in that moment of darkness, we still got to live from the three emotional states that are given to us that are righteousness, peace, and joy. So what am I saying? I'm saying that following Jesus makes your life happy. So the pursuit that everybody has, the number one thing that most people want more of in life, happiness, I believe comes best out of a relationship with Jesus. Investigating who he is, talking to people about him, recognizing the way that he just walked and he worked and and watch him as he does it, right? By diving into scripture, righteousness, peace, and joy, and it just equals happiness. And, And I've just heard you know, like happiness is a part of your happenings, meaning that there are times when I can go outside and it's hot and I can be happy and I can be like, man, I I need to step into this heat. And then there can also be times where my, I'm outside in the heat and I'm complaining and I'm like, gosh, it's so hot. I'm sweating so much. I need to get inside. And so I think the reason we run from the pursuit of happiness as Christians is because we know how fickle it is. And I couldn't agree more. There is nothing in this life, no relationship, no amount of money, no career status, um, your own efforts that are going to keep happiness at a consistent pace. It's just not going to happen. You can have a really great day in business and the next day can be awful and you can feel like I should just quit. Right. And so we know that for sure, All the ways the world tells us to pursue happiness is going to, no doubt, leave you empty, leave you maybe the opposite of happy. But when we follow Jesus and we're saying, man, like, look at what he's done for me, how how consistent he is in my life. And I recognize that I am right with him, not because of what I've done, but literally just because of what he has done for me. And I get to live from that. And and as an outcoming person, effect of that is I also just have this peace and I have this joy. That sounds like happiness to me. So for sure, the goal isn't to achieve happiness. It's to receive the gifts that Jesus has already given us. But an outcome should be that we're walking around as happy people, no matter what happens. Because in the end, in this life or the next, like we win. We get to spend eternity with God. And so one of the things that I want to charge a lot more Christians to do is step into what you've been given, accept it, 
Receive the peace. Receive the joy. Are there going to be days of anxiety, days of stress? No doubt. There's all of those things that come. But when we are in right relationship with God, which has been given to us, we just have to believe it and accept it. We get to experience peace and joy. And that sounds like happiness to me. So way more Christians should be walking around with a smile on their face, with joy uh, in their heart, with a spring in their step, with their shoulders back, with their chin up, because, man, there's not anything I have to try to achieve or any kind of effort I have to give towards this. I just have to accept what he's already given to me. And a great outcome is that I will just start making decisions and my behavior will start to line up in a way that's like, no, no, I just want to stay thinking about things that are praiseworthy, that are noble, that are true, that are excellent. Like anything that is right, those are the things I want to think about and I want to be living into. And we can do that easily, not because we have good willpower and we think harder about it, but because we receive who he is and what he has done for us. So my in the meantime, little tip today is, man, just focus less on trying to be happy and focus more on receiving the happiness that comes in living out of the kingdom of God, living out of righteousness, peace, and joy. They're just given to me. So why wouldn't I want to accept those things? All right. Well, hey, uh, thanks so much for listening. Um, I'm excited for some things to come. I've had a great summer. I've been speaking at a lot of different camps and different retreats, and I have a few more speaking things coming up and uh, really starting to uh, organize, maybe create some organization for in the meantime and what I hope it will become and uh, have some big goals and hopes and prayers for it. And so uh, if you, you find any kind of peace in what I'm talking about, I'd love for you to share. I'd love for you to let me know. And uh, I think just one day at a time, one step at a time, we can be people who are living healthier whole lives in the meantime. And at the end of the day, that'll help us build a healthier whole world, which is about bringing the kingdom of God. Hope you have a great day. I'll talk to you later.